I need to make an announcement today, and pastor's up here with me, because we are a family church. How many of you, this is your church? And you're glad that you are part of the family at Heart of the Bay? Well, so am I, and I just love being here as your pastor, and, and just, you know, for how many years? 36 years. Long time we've been here. So, you know, we want to just be transparent with you when we're going through things. And so I needed to share something. Some of you may have noticed sometimes when I go upstairs at having a little bit of difficulty maneuvering. I know Paul today was like, I got you, trying to help me up the stairs. Well, a few years ago, six years ago, I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis in both knees. Bummer, huh? How many of you have ever dealt with that? Some of you have, I know. Many of you have dealt with that same situation. You're familiar with it. Well, it causes a deterioration of the cartridge of the knees, and it starts affecting your mobility, especially on stairs or inclines. And, of course, there's that issue of dealing with pain, which nobody likes to deal with. So for about six years, I've been getting cortisone shots in both knees. Two years ago, they told me I should consider surgery. I wasn't, you know, quite ready at that point. But then within the last year, the cortisone shots have not been effective anymore. And, you know, every person has to determine their own journey when they receive a report like that. You know, you may elect to do something differently, but we all know the best thing to do is what? Be led. To pray and to be led over your situation, to follow after peace. So after considerable time of praying, seeking the Lord, of course, consulting with my husband, different ones, I've determined that surgery is the best direction for me. And, you know, normally they do one knee at a time, although there are people who are star candidates. We have some here in the congregation who have done both knees at it at the same time, which has been an inspiration to me. And I know that in my heart, that's what I have peace on doing. And after all the blood work, EKG, all of that, they said I'm a great candidate for that. So bilateral, both knees replacement surgery. I'm scheduled for it this Friday, the 13th at San Leandro Kaiser. Requires an overnight stay in the hospital. Good day of the 13th. <laughs> I know. When, <laughs> when they called me and said, well, your surgery's scheduled for Friday the 13th, I'm like, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> I am not superstitious. It's, I'm blessed. Tell, her, t- tell them what Phyllis Morris said to you. Yeah, so actually we've talked with some of our minister friends about it, and Phyllis Morris said, oh, man, that's, good. that's great. She said Friday the 13th has always been just a really blessed day for me. A lot of good things have happened. So I'm taking that. Good things are happening, for sure. So after one night stay in the hospital, I'll be recovering at home, and they, they send physical therapists to your home for a couple of weeks to assist you. And then I'll have great family support. Look how strong he is. <laughs> my man of God will be there. And then uh, my brother, Ricky, and his wife, Sally, are actually going to come on Thursday before the surgery so they'll be at the hospital with pastor mark they'll be staying for a week and then after they leave i my sister from washington linda is coming for a week so pastor's kind of like hmm i might get some actual home cooked meals because i have been cooking (laughs) so anyway (laughs) 
So, Pastor's going to share some yeah. things now about it. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, um, whatever you do, whether it be having surgery or not having surgery, whatever you do, number one, be led. Number two, approach everything in faith. And that's exactly what we're doing. And one of the, one of the key uh, ingredients for faith is to have peace. So both Brenda and I have peace. And all the people that we've consulted with, Pastor Hagen, Brother Hagen's son, uh, Pastor Kenneth W. Hagen, had a knee replacement a few years ago. We talked with them. They prayed with us. And then when we were on vacation, we called up uh, the Moors, and they gave us some excellent advice. And, and Brother Keith came on the phone and prayed. And so we have approached this decision not lightly. We approached it with much prayer. And we believe it's the plan of God and it's the will of God for this time and for uh, this season. Praise the Lord. And so, um, amen. So some of the things that we're asking you to believe along with us for. We're not asking for everyone to lay hands upon Brenda. We're going to have you to stretch forth your hand toward her in a few moments. But here's what we're declaring. And I want you to hook us on, uh, hook up with us on this. A quick, easy procedure for the doctors to have godly wisdom and insight. That they will be quick, sharp, and alert. Their hands will be guided by the Lord. Amen? And Brother Moore prayed this, that they will do the best job they've ever done. Can we agree with that? Amen? Additionally, no complications or infections. And this is a big one. This is a big one too. Brother Moore, this came out of his spirit as he was praying. He said, no problems with any equipment or instruments. Can you agree with that? And then in the name of Jesus, for a supernatural, speedy recovery. You know, Brother Hagen taught us many, many years ago. He said, you know, Mom Hagen had uh, uh, a battle with cancer in her later years and some other battles during her life. And he says that the Lord told him that if you have surgery, approach it in faith and ask the Lord to speed up the recovery process. Amen. And the healing process as well. So here's what you can do. And I know you want to do this. Hook up with us with faith words. Surround and undergird Brenda with prayer and with praise. And then additionally, this is really important. Many of you that have been in situations like this before understand this. Understand that she's going to need to rest. And she's not going to be available for phone calls or, or texts or emails or anything like that. Um, and uh, what I'm going to be doing, and I've already written a couple of the emails reporting a successful surgery already. Amen. And I'll, we'll let the rest of the congregation know that's not here on, on today by, by email tomorrow. But we're going to be sending out some email updates. And if the church does not have your email, we want to, and you want to be added to the list, please fill out the connection card this morning as Brenda uh, went over that. Amen. How many of you are rejoicing? Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, have joy in every season of life. You know, I had a dream. I've been having a lot of dreams lately. Some good, not some not so good. But anyway, but, uh, you know, I, I just, in, in, my, in my dream, I saw Brenda after surgery like a gazelle. <laughs> you know, she's got a lot of troops to run through. 
She's got a lot of walls to leap over. Amen. Her best days are ahead. Amen. So let's all stand and stretch forth a hand toward our, our sweet Brenda. Praise, praise you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All that's been prayed, all that's been prophesied, all that's been declared. Father, in the name of Jesus, we set ourselves in agreement in the name of Jesus for a quick, easy procedure. The doctors to be led, quick, sharp, alert, hands guided by the Lord, doing the best job they've ever done. We're thanking you, Lord, for no complications or infections, no problems with the equipment or instruments, and Lord, for a speedy recovery and the healing process for your glory and for your honor. Now let's just give him praise right now. Let's give the Lord praise. Glory to God. Let's give them praise right now. Lord, we praise you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor. We thank you and we magnify you this morning. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So now listen, you guys are, are not going to be left in alert. You're going to be well taken care of. I'll be back on the 29th of July. I'll be preaching that Sunday. I'll be preaching all of August. Uh, but for a couple of weeks, I'm going to take uh, very good care of my precious bride. Amen. Uh, 41 years. Praise the Lord. But listen, guys, next week, Ricky Edwards is going to be in the house. Ricky Edwards is a revivalist. That's Brenda's brother. Amen. He's going to be with you Sunday morning, Sunday night. And we've asked him to stay at the house and stay over till Wednesday night. So he's going to be doing the Wednesday night service as well. And then one of our all-time favorites on July 22nd, which is our anniversary, by the way. Keith Hershey's going to be here. Hey, how good is that? It doesn't get any better than that. So July 22nd, a.m. and p.m., praise the Lord, come expect it. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, go ahead. And then one last thing. You know, I'm sending you guys all hugs and kisses right now, but I am using wisdom. Talked with the pre-op nurse on Friday, and kind of she uh, suggested you avoid a lot of contact with people because you don't want any viruses, colds, or anything like that because it could hinder your surgery. So here. Love you guys. Yeah, good. Love you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He wanted a personal kiss. I guess. Amen. So Let's give Brenda a big hand. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So she'll probably be, you know, out for the month of August. We're just going to just believe God. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I'm very cognizant of the time. This service will probably be over at about 1025. Normally about 1015 is when we're finished. Uh, but because of all the other things that took place this morning, um, I'm going to give you about 35 at the most 40 minutes of what I believe the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to us. Uh, this morning. We're in a series called I Choose. I was listening to Dad Hagen last night from some teaching that he did many years ago to his ministers, a subject called ministerial ethics. 
And he was doing quite a bit of meddling. We were laughing and just enjoying Dad Hagen. But one of the things that he said, you know, if you, you need to be able to preach, amen, and also to teach. In other words, if you have a subject, you should be able to preach it, but you should also be able to teach it. Amen? And vice versa. And so I'm believing God today to get in this material, amen, by the Spirit of God. Amen. So thank you, Lord, for helping me to teach and preach. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you about I choose praise. I choose to praise. In Psalms 100, in verses 1 through 5, it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and we are the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. Enter His courts with praise. That word there, praise, is celebration. Enter His courts with songs of admiration. The noun there is tequila, not tequila, but tequila. And it comes from the verb halal, which means to praise, to celebrate, and to laud. The Hebrew title of the book of Psalms is Tehillim, literally the book of praises. Amen? How many of you know there's a password that you enter when you go into his courts? And And the message says, enter the password, thank you. Make yourself at home, talking praise, thank Him, and worship Him. Oh, I love it, don't you? So praise, then, is the proper protocol for becoming before the Father. Now, many of you have set passwords. You probably have multiple passwords for multiple things on your computer or on your iPad. But how many have ever forgotten your password? You had to call somebody or you had to, you had to reset it. If you don't know your password to get into Chase or into Bank of America or wherever you bank, if you don't know your password, guess what? Access is denied. Well, thank God we've got a password that we must never forget. It is the name above every name. It is praise and thanksgiving. It is celebrating the goodness of the Lord. It is looking into the law of liberty and rejoicing and seeing what God has done, what God is doing, and what He will yet do in our lives. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Now in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and I just want to look at one verse over there. So we're going to look at verse 22 of 2 Chronicles. It says, now when they began to sing and to praise, that the Lord set ambushes against those people. That's a very interesting thing. Notice with me that they didn't just sing, but they also praised. 
Did you know that it's possible to come to church and sing and not praise? We can sing without praising. But I love what the book of Hebrews says. It says this. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips doing what? Giving thanks to his name. I submit to you this morning that praise comes out of the heart. Amen. And then with the fruit of our lips, we formulate that fruit which has been formed in our heart, a heart of worship and a heart of praise. You see, fruit takes time to form. And it forms in a thankful heart. You see, I believe this, that out of the abundance each, out, of, out of the abundance of each and every one of our hearts, there ought to be thanksgiving. There ought to be praise. You know, there's a difference between being polite and being praiseworthy and being thankful. Amen? You know, you can come to church and, and you can be polite when everyone says, just raise up your hand. Okay, I'm going to do what they say. But you know, that's just kind of going through the motions. It is very, very important to engage your heart with your hands, to engage your heart with your words, because it is, in fact, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth is going to speak. And it is out of the abundance of the fruit of your heart that your mouth is going to praise, that your mouth is going to give thanksgiving. I'll tell you what, in every situation in life, I have made the choice many years ago, I choose to praise. I am not going to be what Joyce Meyer said. You know, if you complain, you remain. I'm on the other side of that phrase. But if you praise, you will be raised. Can anyone in this house use the Lord to ambush their enemy for him? Listen to these phrases. Here's what praise will do. Praise will defeat your enemies. Praise will put you over the top. Praise will bring you out of the prison of disease. Praise will bring you out of the prison of insecurities. Praise can bring you out of the prison of depression and oppression. Come on, somebody. And praise brings us into glorious victory. And not only that, but you've discovered and we've discovered that praise will give you a breakthrough. Woo, hallelujah. Breakthroughs belong to believers that will live a life of praise. Hallelujah. Well, when should I praise? Well, the Bible says his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The psalmist said from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. The mighty name of the Lord is to be praised. I wonder what kind of a difference it would make in our services if we all came in praised up, prayed up, worshipped up. Oh, glory to God. We'd see the manifestation of God's presence and he'd come on the scene and he would set ambushments for every enemy that we face. Now notice with me in Psalms 24. Psalms 24, and I'm going to read the whole psalm. Psalms 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness. 
the world and those that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and he has established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. I just got to stop right there and say this. It is the blood of Jesus that qualifies you. It is the blood of Jesus that qualifies us to draw near to him. You know, if we will come close to him, he will come close to us. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So don't allow condemnation to keep you out of the throne room. Don't allow insecurities to keep you from getting your praise on. But just know this, that you are a child of God, an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, a king and a priest unto him, washed by the blood of Jesus, and you have access into the very throne of grace. I don't know about you, but that helps me. That helps me on a Monday morning. That helps me on a Sunday afternoon. Heaven's help is available to those who will apply the blood. Verse 5, it says, He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him. Say it with me, I'm part of that generation. Those who seek your face. And then he says, Selah. Now notice in verse 7, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. He is the King of glory. And he will come in to our lives and into our circumstances as we lift up our gates. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Are there some battles that we face? Are there some battles that the king of glory and the Lord strong and mighty can take care of in our lives? The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up again. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And lift up you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Woo! Glory. Then he says again, Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So lift up your heads was a figure of speech. And it was a figure of speech to represent rejoicing and praise. This is literally what the people of a city would do when a king was coming back from battle. Or when a king was coming from visiting another nation. There would be people that were set on the tower... And they would see for miles and miles and miles the king coming back home. 
They would announce his coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. And then what would happen is the people of the city would gather and they'd stand at the gates. And they would be there standing at the gates ready to greet the king. And what they would do is they would lift up their heads. They would not just lift up the physical gate, but the living gate. And they would lift up their heads and we would, they would rejoice and celebrate as the king would come in from a triumphal entry. Woo! The king is coming. You see, they were being a living gate where there was a physical gate. And what happens when the living gates praise him? What happens? The king of glory comes in. And if you know what the word glory means, one of the greatest definitions of the word glory is presence heavy and weighty with everything good and everything godly. The king of glory comes in to do battle. Listen, folks, when we praise him in our individual lives, we open a door. But when we praise him corporately here at Heart of the Bay, we open up gates. I said, we open up gates. We open up a gate for the king of glory to come in and do miracles in our midst. To lift people, to bless people, to heal people. Come on, somebody. What he does is he comes in to do battle. When we praise him. It opens the the gates for him to come in. Now the sad thing is this. Is sometimes too many of us have closed doors. Because we haven't opened up the door in our individual life. And if we don't want to open up the door to him to be Lord in our homes. When we come to church we're flat and we're dull. No condemnation. But this is an exhortation to open up the doors of praise in your household. Turn the boob tube off. Get yourself some Spotify. Get yourself some praise. Get those garments of praise and put them on and keep them on. And let the King of glory come in and do miracles in your home, in your children, in your life. Oh, somebody say amen. Can you imagine... The king of England coming back from battle in a triumphal entry and them not opening the gates. And my brothers and sisters, the king of glory is standing on the outside and he wants to come in to our situations. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying open up the door. Lift up your heads. Make an entryway for the Lord. Make a place for Him. And that place is made with praise. Now I know that the last thing that we feel like doing sometimes is praising Him, if we're honest about it. you got to be a disciplined person to be a praiser in your midnight hour. We don't minimize the problem, but what we do is we magnify the answer. The last thing that we want to do is to sit with our head down 
thinking about dwelling upon the disease, thinking about dwelling upon the rebellion of our children, thinking about and dwelling upon what's going on here and what's going on in there. And all of the time there's a knock on the door. And the King of Glory is saying, let me in. Let me in. Never put the pause, never press the pause button on your praise. Let me in. Lift up your gaze. Lift up your head. Make an entry for me. And I will come into your life and I will do for you what you could never do for yourself. Somebody shout amen. And so we open up the door to him and he comes in. You know what he comes in to do? He comes in to win. In Africa, they sing a song and they sing it for hours. Jesus is the winner man. Hallelujah. He is the winner man. He is the God of the breakthrough. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Raha. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad, even though that we face problems, we have solutions? I just dropped by to tell you today the problems are temporary, but our solutions are eternal. What do you say we bring them on the scene all week long? In Psalms 22, let me just quote it to you. It says this. He says, but you are holy. You that inhabit the praises of Israel. You that inhabit the praises of Heart of the Bay. I love the word inhabit. It means to sit, to abide, to cause, to dwell, to inhabit. Oh, hallelujah. And so we see then that when we open that door, he comes right in the midst of our situation. Now let's go over to Psalm 34. You getting anything out of this today? Say with me, I choose to praise him right now. Let's lift up our hands and praise him without music. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it come out of your mouth. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. I magnify you. For we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. It is the will of God for all of my people to sing psalms. It is the will of God for my people to lift up their voice in their individual life. To let the Spirit of the Lord elevate you and to lift you, saith the Lord. Lift up your voice regularly. Lift up your voice daily. Hallelujah. And magnify me, saith the Lord, and you'll see the problems before you become small and diminish before your face. Amen. Amen. Somebody says, well, I I don't know. I'm not a singer. Well, no one's called you to record. (laughs) You don't have to have a recording session in your shower. You don't have to have a recording session in your living room or in your automobile. Somebody said, yeah, but I've listened to my voice on, re- on, on tape or DVD before and it doesn't sound good. I'll guarantee you, if it comes out of a pure heart before it gets to the throne of grace, it becomes a sweet smelling savor and it's pleasing to God. And God is blessed by your praise. Amen. Amen. 
Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not a prophet, I'm, and I'm not given to, to, to psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Do you have a Bible? Yeah. I said, do you have a Bible? The book of Psalms is 150 psalms. Some of the darkest hours that David was going through is when he pinned some of the greatest psalms in the Bible. Just open your Bible. And begin to read the book of Psalms. And then just sing a little song as you're reading it. Sing a little song while you're reading the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And just stop and say, oh Lord, I thank you that you are my shepherd. I worship you today. There is no lack in my life. For you are the way. You are my shepherd today. You are my healer. That's what I say. Amen. Amen. Read and sing. Read and sing and shout and dance all about. And your life will be rearranged. And your spirit and your soul and your body shall be changed and transformed. For the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And turn you into another man. Well, I can't think those verses up. You don't have to think them up. And they don't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to sound like PT. It doesn't have to sound like a prophet. You're a Christian, aren't you? I discovered this, that the Word of God says, Let everything, that means everyone, that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Listen, folks, whatever help you may need, get the help, get the assistance, get the book of Psalms flowing in your home. Hallelujah. Get Hillsong, get United, whatever it takes. But by all means, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Let them come in. Let him come in. Amen. Psalms 1, 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord when I feel like it. See, that's putting the pause button, pressing the pause on praise. Don't do it. I will bless the Lord. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The humble shall, my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us do what? Let us exalt His name together. Now we know what a magnifying glass does, don't we? It makes things look bigger. Well, the fact of the matter is, God isn't getting any bigger. He's already big. He's already the most high God. But can He get bigger in my eyes? Can He get bigger in your eyes? He can become bigger to you. To where you start to see Him larger and larger and the problem smaller and smaller. You see, whatever we magnify, whatever we glorify, we give place to in our lives. I just dropped by to tell you that we need to magnify the Lord some more. The choice is yours. Will you magnify Him? Will you allow Him to get bigger or the problem to get worse? Here's what happens. When we magnify the Lord, and I'm including myself in this, because I live in a body just like you do. Amen? I have to stand against aches and pains just like you do. 
I have to stand against doubt and discouragement just like you do. I have to stand against fear just like you do. I'm not special because I stand behind a pulpit. Standing by the, behind the pulpit means as I rely on Him, He anoints me to be a blessing to you. But 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, we stand against the wiles and the strategies of the enemy. And friends... I am exhorting you to take the praise cure. As you take the praise cure and you magnify him, oh, hallelujah, his presence comes in and does battle and swallows up your enemy. Here's what happens. It will enlarge your insides and it'll give him a bigger place to work. It'll give him a bigger place to work in your life. Psalm 69 and verse 30 says this. I will praise the name of God with a song. And I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. I will do it. I will choose to do it. No question about it. Magnify means this. To grow, to become great or important, to promote to make powerful, to praise, to magnify, to do great things. How many of you know the Apostle Paul faced some pretty great challenges? Thank God he knew a great God. He had encounters with him. But Paul was not great because he had the title Apostle. Paul was great because he put his faith and he put his trust in a great God. You remember one time, Paul and Silas, they were out doing the will of God. Friends, you can be out doing the will of God and the devil attack you. They got so grieved over this little girl that was yielded to a wrong spirit. The Bible says she gained her masters much gain by her soothsaying. And she followed Paul and Silas for many days, the Bible says. And she would say, these are servants of the most high God. Can you imagine? These are servants of the most high God. Yeah. yeah. Saying the right thing, but with the wrong spirit. Yeah. Come on now. And after many days, Paul being grieved in his spirit, turned and said, in the name. Oh, glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, you come out of her. And that spirit came out of her and she lost all of her devil-given talent. I said she lost all of her devil-given talent. And her masters were not happy about it. And they took Paul and they took Silas and they beat him with many stripes. And they beat him and they beat him and they beat him. And the Bible says they put them into the innermost part of the prison, which is the lowest of the low. It's the depths of being down. And the Bible says, at midnight, we all have our midnight hours. What will we do in our midnight hour? What if Paul and Silas hadn't prayed? What if Paul and Silas hadn't sang? They could have died in that prison. But in Acts 16.25, the Bible says, at midnight, everyone say at midnight. Here's what Paul and Silas did. I'm looking at some Pauls here today. 
I'm looking at some Silas's. Amen. I'm looking at some mighty handmaids of the Lord here in this house. The scripture says at midnight, Paul turned to Silas and said, oh, this is what we get for serving God. Are you kidding me? I'm going to join Islam. No, 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 no. At midnight, Paul and Silas, what do they do? What do they do, Raul? What are we going to do in our midnight hour? Are we going to stop praying? No, we're going to bump the praying up. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. But you know, they also did what? They opened the door. They lifted up their gates. They sang praises unto God. Come on. And the prisoners heard them. And then suddenly there was a Holy Ghost earthquake in that prison. A Holy Ghost earthquake. The Lord, strong and mighty in battle, came into that prison cell. And the Bible says not only were their bands loosed, but every prisoner in the prison's bands were loosed. Hallelujah! And Paul and Silas were delivered. And friend, if you follow that same principle that they followed, you will experience freedom upon freedom and deliverance upon deliverance because the Lord will come in and He will shake things up seriously on your behalf. Amen? Amen. Stand up, everybody. Glory to God. Amen. I think we ought to praise Him just for a moment before we go today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Out of their praise came deliverance. The doors were opened. And the shackles were unfastened. When you and I choose to praise Him like we're going to do here for a few minutes, it releases God's power. How many of you will make the choice to praise Him? Praise Him in your home. Praise Him in your car. Praise Him every day of your life. Praise Him when you come to church.